Welcome to the MMM USD Education Podcast, where we explore, share, challenge, and search out innovations in education, starting right here in our own backyard of Vermont. Welcome to the MMM USD Education Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to sign up for updates at our blog or follow us on Twitter, Google+, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. If you have a show idea or would like to produce a segment, let us know. This week may make our final journey in our exploration of the art of conferring. Last stop, kindergarten. Hi, my name is Eileen Gilbar and I teach kindergarten. I think what I've... um changed is that I'm looking at the writer as a whole now and not just that individual piece of writing and things that I want them to carry over into all of the writing, things that um, can transfer. Mm-hmm. So, And I like the, the steps that we now have where you're, you're looking at the work, you're giving them a compliment, you're um, thinking of something that you can teach them that they can use throughout their writing. Um, and it's just a nice individual time to chat with a child and and help them make progress with their writing and see what they can do next. I'm usually sitting down wherever they are in the room. I just come up to where they are. I mention, oh, I see you're writing today. I'd love to hear more about it. Um, And then I notice something that I think they've done well that day, and I mention that, and then something that I'd like to teach them. So something I noticed that they could start working on. Uh, Maybe it's something, if I was like the Mo Willems lessons, something that Um, we saw in a mentor text that we could try in our own writing. We had our writing celebration on Friday, and yesterday you showed me what you could do all on your own. Today we're going to be studying an author, and we're going to look at that author, and he also illustrates his own books. We're going to look at him, and we're going to see if there's anything that he does in his pictures and in his writing that we can try out. So, boys and girls, the first thing we're going to do today is take just a couple minutes, and you're going to partner up, and you're going to look through one of Mo Willems' books to see what you notice about his words and his pictures today. His, so, what he writes and what he illustrates. Um, don't forget the covers, too. So, I'm going to start passing these out. Waiting is nothing yet. Okay. Oh, there's some bubble letters. Waiting is not easy. Waiting is not easy. What do you notice in your pictures and things yet? Gerald. Oh, that's a good thing to notice. The expressions on the face. discovered anything that Mo Willems does. What did you and your partner discover? Um, speech bubbles. Speech bubbles? Thumbs up if you heard or saw speech bubbles, I'm sorry. Saw speech bubbles. Wow. Lots of people found those. What else? Um in our book we found pictures of real things in the world but and the people weren't there um and he draws people. So he drew some people, but then he had some real pictures, too? Oh, that's il- interesting. His illustrations are different. You found some of the words that we know. Oh, wonderful. What else? Oh, 
wait a second. You noticed an expression on the character's face like that showed how they were feeling? Did anyone else notice that? Wow. So Mo Willems puts expressions on the character's face. Um, I saw that he was like yelling. How did you know he was yelling? Oh, so the pigeon's mouth was open yeah. really big. Was there anything else to show he was yelling? Um, that, that he looked like he was. Was there anything about the words that looked like he was yelling? Um, yeah, we saw bold letters. Bold letters. Oh, we've been learning about those. Cool, bold letters. Yes. Boys and girls, so here's your job. Close your books for a second. I want you to think for a minute before I send you off to start your writing today. You're going to get to write about anything you'd like to, but I'm wondering if you can use some of the things that we saw Mo Willems use in his books. So I've heard so far that you mentioned, what was it? Um, speech bubbles. Speech bubbles. I'm wondering if you can use speech bubbles. I heard you mention bold print. I wonder if you can use any bold print. I wonder if you can show a character feeling a certain way. Do you think you can do any of those things? Maybe. Hmm. Yes. What do you think you could draw and write about today that might, I don't know, you might be able to put some of these things into? Anybody have an idea? After the whole group lesson, Mrs. Gilbar asks the students to go off into their spaces and start working on their writing, where she confers with one student at a time. All right, so Jean-Vierre, what are you thinking about um, working on today? Do you have a topic? I was thinking if someone was being rude to someone, you don't use your body, you use your words. Oh, so you're thinking about writing about that? And then what would you use that Mo Willems had in his books? That you, what are you going to put into yours? Hmm. Oh, so you might draw some characters and show their feelings? Okay, so that's one great thing to put in that Mo Willems has. What else did he do in his books that you might want to use? Um, Would they be saying anything? You could put a speech bubble. So you could put a speech bubble with their words in it. That's a great idea. Do you want to get started on that? And then we can look at it a little bit closely, more closely. I see that you already got started on yours. Can you tell me what you're writing about today? Um, I'm writing, I am happy when my friends invite me over for a play date. Well, that's a great thing to write about. I am happy when my friends invite me over for a play date. So what are you going to use in your writing that was in, that was in, um, that was in Ms. Mo Willems' writing. What are you going to use? Um, feelings. Feelings? How are you going to show feelings? Um, and then I'm going to write, I am sad when I'm not invited to a birthday. Oh, so you're going to have the happy and the sad? Wow. So you're going to have it in your writing. Are you going to have anything in your picture that helps to show that? Um, yeah, I erased that because I came up with a new idea. Oh, what's your new idea? Um, to draw what 
To draw, to what? To draw me being happy when my friend invites me over for a play date. Well, that's a great idea. So that's something you can use in any of your writing. You can add um, pictures that show how you're feeling, can't you? Just like Mo Willems does. Is there anything else you might add in here besides showing how the character's feeling or showing how you're feeling? Is there anything to show the words that you might be saying? You might use a speech bubble too? You know a lot about speech bubbles because you've been reading a lot of those kinds of books. So, all right, so I'm going to look in your writing for characters that show their feelings, and I'm going to be looking for speech bubbles that tell how they're feeling or, or say something about that, okay? All right, so you keep writing. You're doing a great job. Conferring sessions continued on like this with Eileen checking in with individual students, and it was amazing each time to see the level of rapport and connection she had with each of her scholars. They shared about feelings and about what they were going to do in their writing, and it was so amazing, and they felt so empowered to go back and do great work. I did take a moment to ask Eileen about some of the challenges of working with young scholars in a writer's workshop and what she in particular wanted to continue to work on in her own practice, and this is what she had to say. Um, trying to follow all the steps that we're supposed to follow, mm -hmm. um, making sure that I don't always address just... Um, the mechanics of the writing, that I'm really looking for more than that, um, that I continue to move kids along, mm -hmm. that um, we're for focusing on skills that are a little more challenging. So, so I think I want to do that more. We want to thank Eileen Gilbar and her scholars for inviting us in to experience their learning. As we've seen through all our episodes, each classroom learning community is at a different place in their understanding and evolution of the art of conferring. But one thing remains true. There is a power in the connections between teachers and students. It's about trust, relationships, and understanding our students, not just the products of their hard work. Before we conclude our exploration, let's check in with one more person. I'm Pam Faust. I'm the professional developer for literacy for Chittenden East, grades K through eight. So talk about the growth you've seen in conferring across schools and classrooms since we started. In this style of conferring that we're learning, we're all kind of in that novice end at this point and making gains towards being more skilled in our um, execution of conferences. The structure is, well, there's a couple different kinds of conferences you could be doing. The typical conference is a research, decide, teach conference. And that structure is you sit down with a child, a writer, and you're having a conversation with them. With You have goals in mind mm -hmm. <laughs> around that conversation. And the first thing you're doing is you're really researching that writer as a writer. So you're having a conversation with them, you're asking them open-ended questions, and at the same time, you're scanning over what writing they have already down on the paper and you're looking for things that they're doing well effectively things that they're maybe starting trying to do strategies that you've taught and you're also um, looking for what would be that next step that you could really nudge them towards that would lift the level of their writing so you've, you're researching and then and that researching should take about three to four minutes, not very long. And then you give them a compliment of something that 
you're noticing that they're doing effectively or even maybe complimenting them on something that you um, see that they're trying to do, they're starting to do, and you want them to keep doing that. So you compliment them on that and you build that compliment up. It's not just a good job. You actually make it a whole paragraph and really you know, pointing out specifically what it is that they're doing, why it's effective, how it'll help them and other pieces of writing. And then after you've complimented them, the next step is the teach. And you're looking at for something that would really help lift the level of their writing, that next step that they're really ready for. And it could be something that you've already taught in a mini lesson that maybe they weren't ready for at that time, but they are now. Um, or it might be something completely different that they're just showing you they're really ready for. And so you offer that teaching point and you don't just say, let me teach you this and then walk away. You actually stay there with them and say, let's try this and watch the student try doing it. You might demo it first. You might work on it together. Um, and then you leave them with some sort of a reminder, whether it's a sticky note or um, I know some of our teachers with the younger grades have a piece of paper they put in the writer's folder that's a glow and a grow. Mm -hmm. And so they'll write down what the compliment was on the glow side and they'll write down what the teaching point was on the grow side and that stays right in the student's writing folder so they can remember as well what they're working on. So that's a typical conference. It should take no more than 10 minutes. That's something that we're all getting better at. I, you asked me how we're, where we are on that continuum. Yeah. We're really trying to refine that practice of not only figuring out how to get to the students over the course of a week, but also how to refine that time then when we're actually working with the writer to make it the really user-friendly, um, use the time effectively, and move on. And also to keep, um, think of a, a system that's going to work for you to keep track of your conferences. What is the teaching point that you gave? What did you compliment that child on? What is the next step, maybe, for that student? And from those notes, you may then determine small groups that you might work with or what your next conference might be or how often you want to meet with that writer. The one might just be a compliment conference where you're really just sitting down with the writer for just a couple minutes and you're just complimenting them. You're trying to keep them doing whatever it is that they're doing that's working well, um, you can do table compliments where you're really complimenting a whole table of kids on something or individual students. And there's also another structure would be a coaching conference where um, an example might be a kindergarten student who's really learning to listen to the ending sounds and words when they're writing. And you might just sit next to them for a little bit while they're writing and remind them, stretch that word out, what do you hear at the end? And so you're just kind of coaching into them as they're writing. There's certainly plenty to work on when we think about the art of conferring. We want to thank Amy Randall, Tanya Darby, Tamara Pack, Eileen Gilbar, Pam Faust, and Beth Moore for their energy and dedication to our scholars. This is our final episode in our series about the art of conferring. Please continue to follow us as we seek out more innovations in education. My name is Michael Berry. Thanks for listening.